Hello guys and welcome back to the Hotline Sync podcast. This is uh, what episode six. episode six, season two, episode six, um, special. And we've actually recorded this one earlier in the week because we've got quite a controversial topic to to talk about, and we wanted to get our fresh opinions on it. So yeah, I, I say I say we just roll straight into it. It's very timely, isn't it? Um, it's, it's a Monday for those listening. I mean, normally upload on a Sunday, but I think this week we'll upload a bit earlier. But um, I could I could tr- mix it with my wanker of the week, I guess. Although there's quite a few wankers in this particular Jeffrey, case. Who are your wankers of the week? Yeah, plural, plural this week. Uh, it's a it's a given. So last night news broke whilst I was watching the. Um, actually, first I'll make it clear we're not a football podcast, and we I don't think we've ever talked about football. We've had like we had that five minute conversation between me and Tom original co-host Tom if you remember Edgy which we cut out because it was shite <laughs> it was properly shit yeah um, we've never talked about football but uh, this this we can't really avoid it this week The um, so last night if anyone watching the Man United versus Burnley game um, it was announced literally midway through the game that um, 12 clubs I think was it 12 12 clubs 12 big European clubs that had agreed um, to break away and form a European Super League. So my wanker of the week is the owner of these 12 clubs, more specifically the six English clubs doing this, and more even more specifically the Glazers and Ed Woodward, biggest wankers involved in football. Right, so who are they? The if, no one know, if no one knows... So if no one knows me personally, I know fuck all about football. I hate yeah. football. <laughs> it's shit. But this is interesting. So who are these people? Okay, the Glazers are American billionaires or multi-millionaires, probably billionaires. Okay. Um, that bought Man United in 2005. Okay. And ever since then, I've made it pretty clear that they do not give a fuck about the fans, the football, as long as their pockets are getting filled. And Ed Woodward is the chief exec chief and the financial officer um, and can, I just, can I just say something there go on they're worried about the pockets getting filled but they spend 200 million every season on superstar players you don't, you're not are complaining they, about that bit though are you they've, they're spending money just so they can mm, compete okay <laughs> okay Simon's playing devil ab- devil's advocate here I know for a fact you okay you don't support this do you I don't support it no okay but, no no okay oh yeah by the way we've got um Sam Nebs here with us as special guests. Um, they will be contributing to the podcast. It's a quite good here topic there, today. Yeah. So, uh, because I'm pretty much the only out of the three of us, the only big football fan here. Yeah, it'll go you, Edgy, me. Yes. Uh, well, Sam, on the other hand, is also on par with myself and Ebs. Well, I don't really. Yeah. He's not really into football that much, but the difference with me is I support a proper club, a local, <laughs> local club, uh, a local uh, club that uh, doesn't, uh, doesn't actually, sell out for millions. Rather yeah. than these glory hunters that are finally having a bit of a tough time <laughs> on their road to paradise, bless them. <laughs> That's massive cap. Uh, for once, I actually envy you because your club. Although I think if they were in the same position as us, they'd do the same thing. No, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. You they're, don't know that though, because it's impossible to predict because you're in the championship. They're, they're struggling. Our own bet three six five. They're billionaires outright. Not they, billionaires. 
They're not on the scale as what we're talking about. Roman okay, Abramovich, Sheik not... Mansour, uh, the Glazers. God knows who else owns the other clubs Fensway involved. Fensway Sports Group, Liverpool, isn't it? But yeah, more Americans. They've not got as much money, but at least I've got their pride, eh, Goops? <laughs> James? At least I can still stroll down to the Bet365 on a Saturday afternoon and watch me team. I fully exactly. agree. Um, that's why I'm jealous, because if this goes ahead, I can confidently say, as a United fan, I am not. In... Oh, that's me done. Done. You call yourself a United fan, but you've been to James how many games in the last... <laughs> I'm, sure <there's> a spare <laughs> seat. I'm sure there's a spare seat at Stoke for you, pal. <laughs> uh, are we going to spend this podcast slamming this as we should do, or are you just going to spend it ripping into me <laughs> sorry, for sorry. not attending the United game? Yeah, a bit of both. Okay. Opportunity. But, so, yeah, half, Super League. Half Let's intervene. make it clear, intervene. it's disgusting. Yeah, outright disgusting. Awful. One of the worst things. This would could kill football as we know it. Been established for what, 150 years? The yeah. Football League in the UK, pyramid yeah. built. Right. So explain it like you're talking to a five year old. Me being that five year old, go for it. What does this mean right. for the so, major teams of the UK? Basically means the top six clubs. I don't know how they've established that top six, but they've established the top six. These top six clubs are going to break away into a European Super League where they will only play the other top clubs from Europe. So 12 clubs so far, but it's going to turn into 20, right? Okay. So 20 top teams from out Europe are going to break away from their current domestic leagues these domestic leagues, by the way, that we've had in principle, bar the Premier League, for over 150 years. And it's worked, no problem. They're going to break away, just like that, overnight, into a um, separate European League, where they just play the same teams year in, year out. There's no competition, there's no relegation, there's no... I don't know what you win. I'm guessing you'll win a trophy at the end of it, but it's not and like... a fucking large bag, I expect. Yeah, a large fucking, fucking the bag. The amount of money they'll be making off viewers, because of all the fucking premium people. Hate it, mate. Hate it. Vile. Uh, I don't know who. I don't know who, who's gonna actually. Harv, yeah, you can be the. Because uh, otherwise, I'll just rant. So, is there anything else you want me to explain <laughs> off that back of that last point? So, what happens now then? Are they? Um, so, the, I've read a little bit. So, is it United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Tottenham, Man City, and Liverpool? Yes. Those six. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So they're now reason. not allowed to play in the Premier League. So this wasn't the original plan. But they announced all this Super League stuff yesterday night and every single football authority in the UK, in Italy and in Spain yep. have said, if you're going to do that, you're not having a part in any of our domestic competitions yep. ever. Okay. What about international games? So say England versus the same. Germany. The head of UEFA has come out today and called pretty much the two chairmen, Ed Woodward and someone else, a close mate of Perez, his. Perez, the Real Madrid president. Yeah, and, an, and another bloke. They've called, he's come out and basically called them all snakes and said if this happens, none of these players are being allowed to play in international games for their country and any domestic competitions they're involved in, including the Champions League. So why wouldn't so. players just, players out of these, I don't know, the, what are they, 12 teams, why don't they just leave? That's, that's, that's what we're going to see, I think, in the next week or so or the next two weeks. Because if they're know. missing out on international games and... Premier League and stuff like that. I think it's a really sticky situation for players and managers, though, because obviously they're all in contracts at the end of the day, and it's their, yeah. although they're celebrities, footballers, millionaires, it's their livelihood, isn't it? You um, think of players like. I'd like to think these players, they could t- get told, oh, you can't play in the World Cup, Euros, you can't play for your country anymore. They'd say, I'm not doing that. Yeah, well, but also. You know, surely that's, like to think that, surely anyway. that is a footballer's dream, just to represent their country. But if they're not allowed to do that anymore and just playing for some. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Super League fucking best teams in Europe. I can't see why but they'd benefit. Apart from the money, obviously, which is 
the uh, the main beneficiary driving here force, and the main driving force for all of these owners. Let's, let's get it real. That's the only reason this is being considered in the first place. It's because these owners can make a big bag. Well, there's an unnamed um, person on the board of directors at one of the top six Premier League clubs in England who's come out and said that they're here to make profit and they don't give a shit about the fans pretty yeah, much. Essentially, it's just and the fact that someone can even come out um, anonymously and say that is fucking vile. Sums <laughs> it all up. Yeah, it does. Yeah, the, the, that's not what the football's about. It's established off you know who makes the money, the fans, yeah. for watching, working class for people exactly. who, who have founded these clubs, Liverpool, Man United, the two key players, the two biggest clubs at the head of the six in England. Anyway, they they should be the ones that are most disgusted at this. And I feel I do feel bad for the manager and the players because I don't think I've just listened to um, Jurgen Klopp's interview. Who's the for those listening who don't know Liverpool's manager who were playing tonight at the time of recording? He didn't have a clue until the same time we did yesterday. Literally, and that, that's one thing I think about it. Like, if if they would have thought about this strategically, they would have slowly brought it out. Would you not think in stages where they, it's it's all come up to a sum? Jose Mourinho. He's been fired, but was he really fired? Yeah, that's another thing. He fucking quit, let's be honest. I think the key factor behind all this is the people at the top do not give a shit about any of it. They don't, and that's sickening. Because we can, can, us like here on this table could slag off all we want, and fans could, I don't know, protest all they want, but the owners don't give a toss. Let me take the the other side, the side you guys hate. If you know you're going to make that much money, that salary or whatever... You don't give a shit about the common fans. You're not going to care. If I if I was in that position, if I know I'm going to make that much money, of course I wouldn't give a shit. I wouldn't care about some people, no, millions no. of people I don't know. Right, my, my argument is, right, these people, Harvey, that are in this position don't need to worry about money for the rest of their lives exactly. three times over. Yeah, They don't need to worry about making that money. But so when you're that rich, it becomes an addiction. Yeah, I, more, I agree. More, I more. agree. But also, you got to expect you, you got to respect the heritage and and the history of the football. And they, yeah, they are they're foreigners who have come into this country with no knowledge or yeah. Uh, sound like a, a UKIP member at the minute, but these Americans, right? The Glazers, they don't know about football. They don't care about football. They saw United. They bought them out because they know they'd make them a lot of money. Yeah, and then now they're just pissing in the face of fans. There's two sides to most story, but I'm not having this one. No. Harvey, I'm sorry. no, no, Harv. Right. No, I respect the, the, only reason I'm take, the only reason I'm taking the other side is just, you know, like a hook, line, and sinker, you three. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, the I, do, I do understand why you're taking the other side, so you can actually yeah. try and see both points of view, but nah, this isn't it. As this l- ain't it. As long as you realise that these owners aren't, haven't been lads in, in Liverpool that have been supporting them and then suddenly managed to work their way up and get ownership of the club, it's not. They are they're very wealthy, and I respect them for getting their wealth. But they've invested in these clubs, and they've tried to direct it in their own way, and without that's consulting the fans at any stage. Exactly, consulting the managers from the sound of it at any stage, and just li- operating their own little rich private bubble, doing what they please, and just carrying on with it without any regard to, for the fans, players, etc. How much do you reckon? Um, so these future Super League games how reckon do you think they'll go for say on like BT Sports Sky oh, Sports and like knows. or even tickets mouse. to go see them well the thing is if if everything's going to go to plan as we hope it is with the fans and boycotting and stuff like that 
is, it doesn't make a difference to them because they'll take it to America. Yep. They'll take it to the Middle East and yep. they'll sell out 100,000 seat stadiums yep. to go and watch Man United and Barcelona every single week. Well, yeah, that's, that's the thing. <laughs> it's you like, know, it's you like could the NBA. So yeah. Sorry to interrupt, James, but they're franchising this in a way that I'm, we see in it over in America. And I like the NBA, but they play the same every every year you can't get relegated you can't get promoted so you play the same teams every year year in year out and this is what this is turning into yeah. it's g- not the british way it's not the european way can i just with with the uh, with boxing as well everything the, do you see fights in the yeah. in was it saudi arabia was that the aj and uh ruiz ruiz yeah. one mm-hmm. and they're all becoming in these obviously these places with such great economies and such such rich people and they're, and they're the people that are obviously funding it but it's it's not what the people want and surely when you're providing this this entertainment who's watching it well you you it's the people that are watching it and the what do the thing, people want the sad thing is they're always going to find people to watch right. it, and they're always going to find millions hundreds billions of people to watch this stuff wherever they go Sam and right. that's what they're capitalising on football's the most uh, popular sport in the world and if if the whole of England could boycott this all they want and they'll just go to China the Chinese markets or the American markets and they'll get a big audience off on some TV network and they'll make their millions and that's it the worst thing about it is everyone else you've got the 12 clubs but everyone else is um, yeah. so what happens to the the many many Premier League teams that aren't in this so there's 20 six. clubs in the, in the Premier League so what happens example? to the 14 the bottom 14 it's just stuff. a big fuck you really isn't it's it it's, it's not just the bottom 14 it's the leagues below I, I, yeah, it's grassroots I, football all I the saw, way up I saw something on the, it, was, it was match of the day posted on Twitter and they were saying the amount of money which trickles down from Premier League teams so through transfers through FA Cup yeah. through different things like that and it's Harvey honestly it is millions of pounds and it's the, the amount, survival of these clubs. Literally, some of them. these these huge clubs are established. The amount of money which trickles down the leagues because of them, and that's gone. Imagine that being taken away. These clubs that through the pandemic are having to put people on furlough, players on furlough, yeah, staff on furlough. Liverpool attempted to furlough their staff. Oh, and Arsenal sacked Gunnarsoros Rex because they couldn't afford to pay him, and now they've signed up to a billion Super League. Yeah. Their mascot, uh, Gunnarsaurus Rex, who goes on the pitch before the game in his dinosaur outfit, sacked him because he's going to afford to pay him, apparently. I wonder, the big fuck wonder what mascots are on nowadays. This is disgusting. I was actually... Um, last no, night, I some, was... Some of them have to pay, don't they? If, if you, if you want to be a mascot for a certain club... If you if you want to be a mascot for a certain club, you do some mascots. Actually, you have to pay to be a mascot. If you go on the pitch, like oh yeah, holding do, the hands, yeah. yeah, yeah I'm right. talking about the actual people oh, in, right, in, okay. the, in the in the um, suits, fancy dress. I'm gonna say he's paying to dress up as a Gunnosaurus. Nonsense. I'd fucking do it. Fair role play. <laughs> we'll take it back to the other side of the spectrum. Stoke City. Yeah. During the whole pandemic, your, our owners, your team, did not furlough a single person. Paid them their full wage the whole way through. When you've got clubs like Liverpool furloughing everyone whether they're the multi-billionaire club that they are yeah facts you know what and that, that deserves a lot of respect and, and I, I completely agree and where are the owners of Stoke from Stoke there we and have they've it. remained in Stoke they've got their headquarters of Bet365 in Stoke Denise Coates pays all the taxes every single year doesn't take his dividends pays she paid 200 and something million in tax last year corporation tax there we have it and that is the difference between clubs who have owners who understand what it's about and clubs who have owners who are just in it for a bag but yeah. when you've got some 
Saudi prince on the other side of the world who's willing to buy your club for millions, billions. But that's it, this brings in bigger issues on the governance of football, yeah. particularly these big clubs, and that's what the government have talked about today. So what Gary Neville was talking about last night. Uh, we need an ind- independent. I don't know how you said. I can't really say this word. But Judicator. Yeah, like that. A, a body really that that yeah. monitors and. Um, has a say in the governance of how these clubs run because at the minute it's just a joke. That's what it is for rugby, but with the downside is that these players for rugby are getting paid. I think the cap is something like three hundred thousand a year. Hmm. Still not a bad wage, is it? No, but you know that's like the top players. That's like yeah. England, but the other people who are playing not really England standard are paying something like a a moderate dentist's wage. Do you know what though? I don't just disagree with the fact that. This is going to be a little bit controversial, but you get people that are saying doctors are paid this and footballers are paid that. It's an entertainment business. It's you don't slag off actors for being paid what they're paid. Yeah. And, pe- and and celebrities and stuff like that. If if you know football brings them money that's brought in, fair enough. Yeah. But this now is just an absolute different. I mean, it's it easier to become a doctor than it is become a footballer. It takes seven years to train to be a doctor. Probably takes about. There's a, well, in this country, well, there's like a what a one in a million chance of you making it to yeah. a professional level. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's supply and demand. I don't to have a problem with the country, wages. It's one in what twenty-three man squad. It's yeah. yeah, at those professional levels, out of those players, how many of them probably been grinding football since they were five years old? Absolutely. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So that's now on the whole child. That's fifteen years of training. Doctors are seven years. I understand that doctors are here to sort of save lives and football's just, you know, in the end of the day, is entertainment, but... I've got no problem again. with that, and I don't think the fans that go every week have a problem with that. No. I think the fans have the problem with the fact that these people that are coming in and just absolutely changing the face of the game overnight after 150 yeah. years... Just because they've got a fat wallet. Yeah. And, and I want a fat You know what, I, I completely respect them for, you know, they've, they've earned their, their way in, in life, and they can spend it how they want, but... Things like changing the face of something you don't understand or don't even multiple countries. It's not one country, you know. United have got fans all over the world, and they're changing the face of the game because they can afford to. And I personally just do you think it'll go ahead? Uh, Direct sort of uh, directed at Sam because he understands, I guess, more of it than. There's been so much backlash of it, but from my understanding. They do not give a shit how much balance no, they I, get. I agree with you. They're doing it. But for me, it's the players and the managers. Yeah. If they take a stand and say, fuck you. What can they do, really? I, I, I personally think it's down to the the players and the managers. If they don't back down, I think they, they play a huge part in it. If Is they... If, 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 imagine, right, if, for example, half the managers of these top teams that have been allowed into the Super League back down that cause an outrage in itself and they'd probably call it off. They can't just call in and also... Or they just, or they just say, well, right, you don't want to be a part of it. They replace them. They replace them, but the new people get hate. And they, they need to... Someone needs to take a stand for it because if, if say, two managers drop out, it's, it's not enough of a... It is one of them things, I'm afraid, where it is going to have to be a, a massive, bold statement. Yeah. So basically, to what, override it. what Gary Neville just said, where he said everyone here, just rivalries aside, needs to come together and say, no, we're not having this. Players, managers, fans. Scary thing is, it's those 12 owners of those clubs 
and it means that every single other person has to take a stand to try and stop it. Yeah, and it's just 12... Everyone. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's 12 people yeah. that have pockets big enough to Against inflate such change yeah. and just who don't give a fuck. Yeah. But it's put managers and players in a really difficult position because if you look at a player like Marcus Rashford, who's absolutely, like you said, Harvey, worked his bollocks off. He's lived in Manchester all his life. He's come from a council house. He's one of these people. United fan, born and bred. Yeah. He's got to the top and... Lived his dream. It's just a shambles now for him. What's uh, yeah? What's he doing right now? He he'll have found out about this. Where do you where do you go? It's easier said than done about just take a stand and just fuck your club off. But when that club is your life, Literally. it's not only your job; yeah. it's your absolute passion. It's your life. That's the thing, though. They they have no in these people, these players, right? For example, Marcus Rashford, he has no interaction with the owner whatsoever because nope. these owners, they say they stay so ex- exclusive. Like like um, Gary Neville said. They, they say so exclusive. Yeah, none of them have said anything today, by the way. No, none of them's come out. Exactly. So they, they have these interactions with the managers and the people that are actually on the ground running it. And they think it's brilliant, you know. The, the, Mark Rashford, for example, he's been there since he was young. He's built up his career. He loves this club because it's given him the opportunity to be a, an amazing footballer. And now it's all being taken away from him by the people that he's never talked yeah. to, probably. It's like, just um, put, put the money in there. Just pay masters. That's literally... Everything that he's done as well throughout this whole pandemic, throughout lockdown, it's a massive kick in the bollocks for him, isn't it? For us, 100%. these, well, for you guys, these footballers are celebrities, uh, people you look up to, especially sort of younger kids. Yeah. People you look up, people you dream to be like. But for the owners... These players are tools. They're just pawns. They're people to make their money. They don't care about them. They don't treat them as celebrities. They treat them as cattle. Yeah. <laughs> I think the moral of the story yeah. now f- for this is that football is no longer a sport. It's a business. It, it's been a business for years, but it this has. is this, well, this is, is next level, isn't it? This is over the line. I agree. Yeah, it's, I don't know what I don't know where we go from here, but it's a sad day, man. I was pissed off last night. I was a range of emotions, but if, <laughs> yeah. if this carries on, I'm disgusted. I, I don't put any blame on Ollie as a United fan myself. Any blame on the manager or the players. Of course it not, is all down to the owner and Ed Woodward, who um, is the, the cancer of the club. And yeah, I can't, I can't carry on supporting them if this happens. If they go through with this, no That's chance. That's big, though, isn't it? For you that to say that. I, and it's the same. Even mates we have, Owen, Ollie. Lifelong United fans, the same. Never miss a game, and it's just like out the window. You can't back it. You couldn't back it, and that'd be the same nationwide. Fans of these clubs, people far more diehard than people like me, who season ticket holders. That's it. Some people, this is their life, just taken away. Yeah. Yeah. A lad lad from my work, Liverpool fan, been queuing for a ticket since he was 18. Got his ticket three years ago, season ticket, and now he's thinking of just. Ditching it, getting rid of it because of all this shenanigans that's been going on. Like. Yeah, it's, it's integrity it's at the end of the day. If 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 you don't support it, you can't back it, and I think people have just got to make a stand. I, 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 part of me thinks it's going to go ahead anyway, but I'm not supporting it if it does. I'm so glad about the way everyone's come together, though, especially all the bodies, the you know, yep. FIFA, UEFA, the Premier League, the even EFL, the government, <laughs> all the Spanish leagues, the Italian leagues, they've all come together and just a big fuck you, basically. If yeah, you want to yeah. do that, I go and go and do it, but. If you if it flops and you want to come back to the domestic competitions, yeah, you're back in the fifth division. Yeah, too right. And if 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 United, I don't know, if they were in the fifth division and uh, backed out of it, I 
where would I go from there? But I guess they deserve the that uh, punishment. Yeah, too right they do. I'd feel incredibly bad for the players, the fans, and the manager still. But absolutely, a part of me wants to just for it to go ahead and three years down the line, if, oh god, massive mistake. Mm. Right. But if it does go ahead, I hate to feel that it won't be a massive mistake, and that there's people all over that the world that would just get used to it that don't give a shit really. Can I just say? I'm 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 glad it's someone like Ole who's had was he had two seasons, three seasons now. Yeah, two, life on, so well, big United player. Yeah, Champions big United player. Goals. But imagine if this happened to Ferguson. Hmm. He was Ferguson's on the position. board. He's on the board still. He's come out today apparently and said I don't know how true it is because people quotes get brandished about left, right, and centre, but he won't have stood for this. No chance. No, fuck no. Yeah, and he's still on the board of United, of directors at United. But it's, up to, it's not up to him at the end of the day. I was going to say, no, as big not. as Ferguson is, and as much of a legend he is, even people like him haven't got a say in this. Yeah. No way. He'll, I'm guessing he'll, he'll have fought against the, the Glazers his whole uh, um, tenure at United once they took charge, but you know they were just funding him at the end of the day. Nothing like this ever came up. Um, so even people as big as Ferguson can't, can't have a say, but I just hope to God this doesn't go through and the government can do what they can to um, prevent it, prevent it. They're talking about putting on bans, well, all sorts, but bans on um, working class uh, working visas. So the clubs involved couldn't sign any foreign players or sell any foreign players going forward, which would be a big deal because mm. homegrown tra- homegrown talent for these clubs isn't enough. You think it's ninety percent probably a foreign player? Yes, then, uh, absolutely. So that would that would be a big big deal, and if that, I'd fully support that if they could do that. Have you seen the stuff about um, Ed Woodward particularly? So uh, this whole Super League is being funded by J.P. Morgan, which I believe is an investment yes, banking firm, yeah. is it, in yeah, it America? Is, yeah. yeah, and he used to so work for him. <laughs> he joined that company, J.P. Morgan, in 1999. And then once he was there, he helped the Glaziers acquire United in 2005. And then his former employers, J.P. Morgan, are now financing the Super League. Yeah. Biggest say, he, say what you want about that. Yeah, he's he's the fucking leader of all this. Then well, the Glazers. United and Real Madrid apparently were the two driving forces behind this whole Not thing. Not surprised. It's absolutely heartbreaking to be honest. Edward's house should be torched, burnt to the ground, preferably. With oh fucking hell! <laughs> <laughs> well, last year. Disclaimer: If it actually gets torched tonight. We're not in a fit state yeah. to drive there, so it's yeah. not. It's not <laughs> last, last night, yeah, last night, last not last night, last year, United, United, a bunch of United fans actually went to his house in before any of this had kicked off, just for the overall running of the club, and were outside with flares, caused him to sell it and move. So shit like this doesn't surprise me. If anyone knows where his house is, DM us. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> anyway. What yeah. do you reckon? I think we've 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 had a rant on that. Yeah. We've said, we've said it's, our part. End of the day, yeah, it's vile, it's disgusting. Will it go ahead? I, I wouldn't be surprised if it did. I pray to God it doesn't. But if it does, that's me done as a United fan. Finito. Yeah. Football football will be finished in its current form if this goes ahead. Come and support your boy Nick Powell back at Stoke if you want Powell. No, I don't know what I'd do, honestly. <laughs> uh, but no, that's not happening. <laughs> right, we're going to uh, take a little break there to get a beer. We'll be back in a second. Welcome back. <laughs> um, just finished that segment, a bit of doom and gloom. Yeah. But we did have to cover it as much as I know fuck all about football, but I've learned. Your point of view was very good, though. You, Thank you. You enhanced was, the yeah. debate. Yeah. I, I know like things now. And like you did it. learn. And you I could understand learn. why we're feeling yeah. 
That's that's one thing you get with this podcast. You get alternative views. Yeah. You know, Coops will say something. I'll think it's bollocks. Harv will say something. I think it's frail. You yeah. Know, we, 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 we have different disagree. opinions. I'm for the people. James is for the corporations. <laughs> Um, no, that's fine. That's fine. Not on this occasion. And I'm not on this occasion. occasion. <laughs> Just change, on all the, all the you others. Change. I remember you were the biggest Tory wanker ever. That is chaos. He he's gone from a Tory to a socialist over about four weeks. That's a running joke, but carry he's on. He's got pictures of Corbyn on his on his bedroom wall, I reckon. <laughs> I know. On his ceiling, so he looks up at him. His, anyway, his anyway, uh, let's have a bit of uh, let's have a bit of positive news. We're yes, back. we are back. Um, we're going right into Edgy's segment. Right, so for my segment this week, last week I told you to watch uh, The Dirt because I was going to watch it. However, I'm afraid, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I'm, I'm slacking. Yeah. To be fair, it is um, only Monday and we did last see each other on Wednesday. So. Yeah, exactly. I've been I'll, a busy man. And the pubs a... have reopened, so yeah. you can't blame them. Yeah, that. exactly. The, the, booze are, the, the boozers are open <laughs> and I'm... I am not, I'm not watching films currently. Um, well, well, the films that I needed to watch. Yeah, but tell us about the film that you did watch. Thank you, Harvey, for prompting me. The film that I did watch was, I believe it was called Palm Springs. Yep. So it's a film with I don't know his name off the top of my head. It's the actor out of uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg. He plays uh, Jake Peralta in Brooklyn Nine Nine. Now. It's basically a film where tenses are are almost. It's you know, it's not it's not your ordinary film. Have you ever seen the twenty was it twenty one dates? Fifty first dates. Fifty first dates. I'm quite drunk. Yeah, fifty first dates. Yeah, fifty first dates, and basically the day is reset in that film. So basically, in 51st Dates, this girl, her day is reset, and and Adam Sandler in this film is basically dating her fresh every single day, and they play the film of what her life actually is. Yes. And she then understands, and she realises that he's her husband and things, and they have the rest of the day together, and every day it resets. Yes, because she was in a car accident and suffered brain trauma of some sort. Yeah. yeah, well, memory. well, in this film, it, it is very similar. So basically, there's this um, cave that what's his name again? Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg gets um, gets sucked into basically, and it refreshes. Basically, they're stuck within the same twenty four hours. So he's stuck in it, and then he basically. Um, has the night with this girl, they're having sex on these rocks. On these rocks, and uh, she follows him, and they get sucked into this into this mountain, and she's stuck in the same. What would you say? Is a time loop? Christ, this podcast, this podcast, like a turn. <laughs> podcast, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, Edgy, let me take over you the tell plot. Tell the booze is open. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take over the description, and you can um, you can review it in your drunk state. Yeah, okay, thank you. Right, so there's two people who get sucked into a time loop, and they have to repeat the same day of her sister's wedding in Florida. And they, it's just about living life to the fullest because you 
can't die every time you die the day resets every time you go to sleep day resets and then they get sick of each other and try to figure a way out yeah it's exactly. a comedy it's good it's funny how did you find it yeah I, I thought it was absolutely brilliant and what's his name Andy Samberg yep yeah fucking I, I personally love him from Brooklyn Nine-Nine and I'd support anything he does to be fair because I think he's a, a very very good good actor um and that that film was like a nice light-hearted nice light-hearted film with a with a good storyline and i think the overall outcome of the film was good um not one of them where you're thinking oh what happened there what happened there you know it's all it's all panned out for you and it's it's not too deep of a film but it's still very good so what would you give it a rating out of 10 so uh, that was uh, the benefits of working from home getting pissed at the booze on Monday night. <laughs> I'd rate that film. What what was the other film I rated? Uh Midsummer. Midsummer and the other one Run. Uh Run. So Run was a I believe it was an eight point five out of ten. Correct. Midsummer was a four out of ten, I think. And this one was a seven out of ten. <coughs> Seven out of ten. It was a good film. Good film. Uh, recommend you watch it. Rather. Okay, so you're not going to. Let's be face it. You're not going to watch the dirt. Well, um, let's give him a chance. That's because it is Monday, and yeah, we have got until at least next. Depending on when we upload this. Well, actually, even week. if we upload this early because of the, the timeliness of the football topic, Edgy will still have until next week to watch the dirt. He spends okay. a lot of time watching films anyway. So next week. <laughs> By next week, I will have watched The Dirt yeah. and we'll review it then. If you don't watch The Dirt, I'm giving up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you don't okay. watch The Dirt, okay, okay. Edgy's segment is finished. <laughs> okay, okay. Right, that's all for today's right, so Watch of the you, Week. As you can tell, James is drunk. We've all been to the pub, and that leads us into our next topic, that pubs are open. And other, yes, not just pubs. Pubs are open, non-essential shops are open, barbers, nail salons, everything like that open what are you guys thinking well, what have you a, done this week it's a bit of happiness isn't it what have I done this week <laughs> pub, pub. <laughs> simple answer our pub, pub expert Sandy Sanderson it's great though isn't it <laughs> yeah, a bit it's of normality class. what's the nicest beer you've had this week in a pub well that first pint I, th- I think it, the first one that, yeah. that first pint mm. not to be stereotypical yeah. or copy what I saw in the news because I've seen some ridiculous... The bottle of the Corona. Yeah, the, yeah. the, guy yeah. Yeah. the bottle Brilliant. of Corona. I've waited six months for this. Literally. That old could... bloke bought a bottle of Corona and just pint Do you know what it is? It's not about the beer, is it? It's about it's just getting to the pot yeah. with your boys. Because let's exactly. be fair, we haven't seen each other for a good while. Yeah. And uh, Getting yeah. out in the sun, just in the beer garden, and having chatting, t- typical pub talk. And for a lot of people, the pubs are... a a solace, really. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. A couple yeah. of names spring to mind. Old, older people that we know that we take we take the piss of, but won't drop any names. The weather's um, been a big factor, though, hasn't it? Oh well, yeah, exactly. If it was this chocolate week, down right, it would have been a miserable fucking week for the pubs to open. It's like, it's even though there were pictures of people in the snow drinking pints <laughs> and eating breakfast, <laughs> and that is culture. how. Yes, yeah, that's how the Brits do it. Full respect to them. But this today, so we're recording on Monday, so this is a week after. Uh, English pubs have reopened. This has been my first trip to the pub just because I've been working loads. I mean, I've had pints, I've had pints after work. That's been sad. You have been working at a pub though. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, 
<laughs> but I've never actually sat down with my mates in a pub until now, so a week after they've reopened. What's great to see, though, is um, all the pubs have really made an effort around here, especially with putting marquees up, making yeah. it hosp- hospitable oh, yeah. for their clients. It's been good. I agree. It's just good to get out the house and feel a bit more normal again. And long may it continue. Um, what's the date today? It's like the middle of April, late April. Next month, in a month's time, pubs will be open indoors. Um, I'm sure some other things are opening as well. And then in two months' time, clubs. You know, yes. <laughs> uh, the day you're uh, looking forward so. to. No, I'm not, is it, not particularly. But I must, I must admit, it's, it's, it's weird to think. Even even that clubs would think at this point. Do you not agree? It's been so mm. long, hasn't it? Like yeah. the the fact that people were are that that close, shoulder to shoulder at a bar, saying, "Oi, order order from me first. Take my order first mm. at the bar." Like that that just you can't picture that now. But oh, I, I, don't, I, I saw don't something the other forgotten. day where it's um, what normal aspects of life are now weird that code had been a thing and one thing was uh, blowing up birthday candles yeah, <laughs> yeah. spit it yeah. all over your Spitting cake all over yeah. your cake <laughs> <laughs> I'd still have a slice yeah I, I never thought about that like, why is that why is that frowned upon Cause you, cause, just because you're blowing yeah because you're blowing into food you're about to eat oh. I think people have got a bit mad now about yeah, people have gone mad hygiene and stuff but the old normal for me can't be forgotten like what I just said standing next shoulder to shoulder at someone at a bar and ordering that shouldn't be forgotten. It can't be forgotten, but it does. It, it's getting that way. It feels like a long time ago. It now. does. It, do, yeah. it is a, a long, long time long ago, time but it, ago. Uh, that's how it should be, and that's how it should go 100%. back to. And you know, to to hold accountable for this, China. <laughs> Here he goes again. Edgy's had a beer, and uh, the thing that's got it that has been a big one for me is um, <laughs> we play football on a Thursday night, don't we? Every yep. week, yep. and obviously that's been off for four or five months. Getting back to that. Going for a beer after with the lads. Yeah. Mm. Really go, good. Did you go for a beer this week? We did. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I I'm 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 gonna rock up this week. After two weeks ago, when you absolutely schooled the whole place, roulettes well, and top bins. The Dan roulette. Yeah. Standard Class. procedure, mate. But it's um, like you never left. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling this week, and like I said last week, it was. Uh, I really, really enjoyed it, and it's it's nice to see certain things coming back into routine. And um, I know we started the podcast off on a bit of a downer, but end on like to the end of the tunnel, things are looking up. Yeah, things are looking up. And I would encourage people to get out and go out. You know, we've been inside for a while. Yeah, if you if you yeah, agreed. If you're sick of seeing your four walls, you know, hopefully you feel safe enough to go out and do do things now socialize and um just enjoy yourself again exactly because cases and deaths are so low now it's um in my opinion a minimal risk of anything happening to you covid wise yeah get out get a pint absolutely couldn't agree more one one what sorry one thing i wanted to say was uh have you lads got any plans for summer instead for the rest of the year because obviously there's a lot of speculation about what will happen um, and what will go through not yet my plan is just to you know just play it by ear at the minute just see what see what we're allowed to do I haven't got any concrete plans at the minute I've, I've taken a gamble I've, I've got two holidays mm. 
inbound. Yes. Um, and I'm a bit squeaky bum about it. Yeah, so my ass is twitching about yeah, exactly. Ibiza, but And the thing is, you know, obviously it's great in the UK here. You know, we have got... Um, we're, we're, we're doing well in comparison to a lot of European countries. However... We were like these <laughs> European countries <laughs> for our holidays. I didn't think it'd be this bad. In Spain, get your get your shit together. Yeah, oh, I want to be in Ocean Beach come October. <laughs> Any Spanish donnies out there? Get your shit together. Open the beaches. Open the bars. Open the strip clubs. <laughs> <laughs> big uh, cap. There yeah, we go. Cap. Just open the airports for a start, and that'd be that'd be great. But apart from that, no. Apart from my beefer, which is in October, so I'd like to think that's okay. Apart from that, I've got a little mini break planned away in Wales with um, Samuel over here. Uh, that's looking okay at the minute. Apart from that, apart from that, I'm part life, which again is based on restrictions. Nothing set in stone. That's a big one for me, though, part life, because we've been every year for the past how many years, and last year having it cancelled was a massive shitter. Yeah. Um, but this year. Hopefully. Well, I fucking hope so. I've paid the atmosphere would be insane if it does go ahead. I've paid yeah, fucking two thirty for a VIP ticket just so I could get one. So. September as well, so the, the weather will be mad. Yeah, hopefully. Although uh, traditionally every festival weekend is always pissing it down. Absolutely pissing yeah. it down. Yeah, tradition. Hmm. Anyway, to all the viewers, wishing you all the best for the rest of your summers and I hope it all works out for you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and uh, I think that will move it swiftly on to Harvey's health for okay. this week. Um, I'd like to discuss, I mean, a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> I love how I just go yeah. so serious. A lot of us lads have been in, um, and women, you never know, who have watched this. Uh, a lot of us people. I've been sat in lockdown for, I mean, three, four months now. And, I mean, it's normal to feel that you've put on a little bit of weight... But I just want to say, especially with male confidence in the minute, that just just don't worry about it. Go out, have fun. Don't worry about your body confidence. It's not an issue. No one cares except for yourself. Don't look at all these fucking influences in Dubai with their fucking eight packs. And if you do care, fuck them. Yeah, fuck them. Yeah. Who cares about them? They haven't done days of work in their life. Exactly. And, and I would also say that the whole eight pack, six pack thing is massively... Overhyped. It's a good job we've got a nine pack then, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's overhyped when you've nine got a good personality. Yeah. <laughs> you can have a laugh. You're intelligent. You're a good person. You're a nice person. You're a kind person. That's all it is. That's all nice it cares. That's all people care yeah. about. No one cares that you got an amazing fucking body and you look like a Greek god. No one gives a shit. It's second yeah. to none. Exactly. Like I said, if so if you're do, struggling fuck. with body confidence in your life, just forget about it for now. Do what makes you feel happy. Go out, go. live your life. Life's too short. We've been cooped up for too long. Live it. Exactly. Right. Thank you very much for listening to episode six, season two of Hook, Line and Singer. We will see you next week. Bye-bye. Goodbye.